0: to get 50% off. That's code selling with love50 at factormeals.com/slash selling with love fifty, and you'll get fifty percent off. Not bad.
1: For women in the reproductive years, doing intermittent fasting the way that men are being told to do it, and we are all being told to do it, actually worsens insulin sensitivity, decreases cognitive performance, and accelerates aging. And oh, by the way
0: Did you know that you can bring ideas from Mindvalley into your business? If you go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhumans, you can discover Mindvalley's business offerings so you can bring personal and professional growth to the entire company. If you are the owner of a company, you know that if you invest in your employees' engagement, happiness, and learning, it'll help the bottom line and impact the business positively. And if you wish your company was bringing these kinds of products from Mind Valley Quests, Mind Valley Mentoring, and all the learnings to be a complete high-performance individual in every area of your life, then you definitely wanna to go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhumans to see how we can get started with working with you. Hi, everybody. Jason Campbell here, and welcome back to Superhumans at Work. Now, today, we're going to focus a little more about superwomen at work, which I really love this idea where we're going to talk about how do you actually biohack your rhythms. How do you actually optimize yourself with something that might not have been made aware to you before, but it's actually the cycle that women go through on a monthly basis? Does it affect workplace performance? Is there anything you can do to set your schedule to be even more optimized, create higher output, reduce stress when you take this into consideration? It is such a major part of a woman's life. Why has not it not been discussed in the workplace? And this is really what we're going to bring to the episode today. Now, if you are man listening to this, you also want to pay attention because we're going to touch on a little bit of our aspects too, on how our hormones can play a role enhancing our productivity. But really what we want to talk about is really making sure that we have an understanding, not make it taboo and really seeing the secret keys that can come into place when you start acknowledging it and using it to your advantage. Now, Elisa Vitti has written the book, In the Flow, Unlock Your Hormonal Advantage and Revolutionize Your Life. This lady's been a guest on shows like Dr. Oz, has done a popular TEDx talk with over 400,000 views, and has been featured on web series on Lifetime, and has been a regular contributor to CBS, Fox, Shape, Women's Health, Mind Body Green, Huffington Post. She is the woman who has the answers around this topic and has such an interesting journey herself. And so it's with my great pleasure that I bring the founder and CEO of Flow Living LLC, Elisa Vitti, to the show. Elisa, thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Jason. You really put such a good picture frame around the subject today. I'm so loving that.
0: Well, it was interesting. One of the first thing I asked before we started the recording, I was like, oh my God, I'm a man. Should I even be doing this interview? Should it be a woman? And you actually comforted me by saying that, no, there's a lot of inclusion of bringing men into this conversation. And we'll talk about that in a bit. I want to hear your story first, because you went through Quite a journey to understand how hormones have affected you both in your personal and professional life. And I wanted to kick it off right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm somebody who's been personally touched by hormonal issues. And I was a student at Johns Hopkins University planning to become an OBGYN when I had really a, a hormonal breakdown, if you will. I wasn't menstruating, I was gaining a tremendous amount of weight, I was covered in cystic acne. I was anxious. I was depressed. I was insomniacal. I couldn't function in my day-to-day life. And I was being told that there was nothing that they understood that was wrong, that you know, I should somehow just get over it. And I was lucky enough to be at Hopkins where there's just access to things that you don't normally have access to in the library. And I was able to do the research that uncovered... The diagnosis that I eventually helped my doctor create for me, which is a condition that many women know about called polycystic ovarian syndrome, but 20 years ago, that was a little known issue, even though one in 10 women, although some people say it's one in eight women worldwide suffer from it. And I was on the one hand really elated to find out that all of these things that I felt were wrong had a cause and that there was a name for it. But when I pressed my physician to give me the protocol to get better, what's the plan? She said, I'm so sorry, we just don't have anything for you. And, you know, this is the 21st century, Jason. <laughs> and I thought, it's really odd. You know, as somebody who really loves conventional medicine, personally, I find it really odd that we can do such sophisticated surgical procedures and such targeted drug therapy, and even solve for problems that are not life-threatening, like erectile dysfunction. And yet we don't have solutions for issues that affect multiple millions of women around the world for almost half of their lifespan that just really didn't sit well with me. So not only was I forced to continue using my very expensively trained mind to go do the research to figure out how to recalibrate my endocrine function, but I also then was instantly on a mission to build the platform that would be the uh, hormone support destination for women outside of their conventional gynecological care, because you still need to do that. But when you're suffering with a chronic hormonal issue like PCOS or endometriosis or fibroids or severe PMS, PMDD, et cetera, heavy, difficult periods, you don't need me to tell you if you're a woman who's dealing with that, that there isn't much that your doctor can offer you. And that's not even necessarily because they don't want to offer anything to you. It's because they don't have any tools in their toolkit as a physician outside of prescribing drugs or the occasional surgical procedure to help you and i wanted to create a platform where women could get educated about what was going on endocrinologically speaking where they could learn how to use a food and micronutrient based protocol to support endocrine function and where they could put their symptoms and conditions into remission naturally safely and effectively and so I built that platform. Not only was I able to recover my own hormonal balance and my PCOS has been in remission for a long time and I was able to lose 60 pounds and clear my skin and get my cycle back and have a child and all of that, but I have built the world's first hormone balancing center that helps women in every continent. And I'm really happy that a platform like that exists because it's bad enough that there isn't any support for these issues. We shouldn't have to feel isolated, overwhelmed, confused and trying things and wasting money, not getting any results.
0: I love it. I mean, what you're doing affects women for every area of their lives. And I was so excited to bring you onto this platform because even speaking about that in the workplace, it seems like it's almost labeled as taboo. And I'd love to kind of dig into, like, why is it taboo? And why is there that distance from confronting something that affects 50% of the people in your workplace?
1: Well, you know, there's a long legacy, Jason, of the conversation around women's bodies being taboo, whether that be about menstruation or their sexuality or just their bodies in general. I mean, I think I think I remember hearing from someone that the Super Bowl halftime performance by J-Lo and Shakira was evidently controversial because they were displaying their strong, fit, sensual bodies in a way that it was interesting. And some male psychologist who's popular in American television put up a picture on Instagram of a male Olympic athlete in a Speedo doing the same kind of questioning of whether or not that was an appropriate outfit. <laughs> and it was just really funny. <laughs> so I don't really purport to know why these things exist, but the fact is there's a legacy of discomfort. The problem is that we are in the information age, and so whatever the past has been, let's leave it in the past, and let's now move forward with science and information as our bridge to a better future, a more inclusive future, a more respectful future, mutually respectful of how our biological rhythms and our biology run things so that we can not only optimize our own well-being and our own health, but also so that we can work collaboratively in ways that are really excellent.
0: I love it. And I know I was interviewing someone else. I believe it was Dr. John Gray. It was just making me realize how I believe it's only been in the last 70 years that women have come into the workplace. And so there's a lot of things that were designed in a workplace that did not include women in the process.
1: Well, you're getting right to it, which is exciting. So I asked myself a question maybe three years ago, which is, you know, if we have the situation where we have more content, more information and more access, so more information about women's health, and hormones, more access via the internet and media platforms and podcasts. That should equal, you know, I'm a very logical person, that should equal healthier women. What I found is that actually it's getting worse. Almost 50% of the female population is struggling with hormone and autoimmune issues. And I said, well, what is going on? Why is it getting worse? And why, when I look at the male cohort, are we not even on the same galaxy? You know, men suffer from hormone and autoimmune issues like under 10% of the population. Why is it so much more pronounced in females? So I started digging in and I discovered two key things. And we'll spend a lot of time talking about this biological rhythm and how women can use it to get out of this unnecessary suffering. But then once they're feeling good they can actually start to really leverage it in the workplace so the first thing that i found to answer this question of why are women suffering more than men from a health point of view is because women are being left out of medical fitness and nutrition research which is not great because there's lack of treatment when things are happening from a hormonal point of view but then also The things that are being discussed in the biohacking conversation, right, around optimizing fitness, diet, health, you know, intermittent fasting, high intensity interval training, etc., those studies have been done on men and postmenopausal women, but they are being messaged to everyone as universally beneficial. I dug through the research, Jason, and I discovered that for women in their reproductive years, doing intermittent fasting. Doing high-intensity interval training each and every day, the way it's described in all the media that you've read about, actually has the extreme opposite effect. So we know intermittent fasting, for example, is supposed to improve insulin sensitivity, improve cognitive performance, decelerate aging and cellular aging. For women in the reproductive years, doing intermittent fasting the way that men are being told to do it, and we are all being told to do it, actually... Worsens insulin sensitivity, decreases cognitive performance, and accelerates aging. And oh, by the way, shrinks your ovaries.
0: Holy shit.
1: <laughs> and then when you put in the high intensity interval training, you know, we're all told like, okay, every morning, get up early, do your big workout, push yourself, commit, discipline, go hard or go home, no pain, no gain. If you are a woman in your reproductive years and you do high intensity interval training every day of the month, you will turn on fat storage and turn on muscle wasting.
0: That is amazing that it's never been brought to the conversation before.
1: Well, that's why I had to write a whole 400 page book on it. It's called In the Flow. You're going to learn everything about your female operating system that you were never taught. But here's the second thing that I uncovered in my research. So just to tie the bow on this whole thing about women being left out of research is that you're actively doing things that are disrupting your body. You're doing things that are making you sick. You're doing things that are causing symptoms. You're eating and working out and living in ways that are not optimized for your biology. And this led me to sort of, well, what is the salient difference between male and female biology outside of just hormones? Because we all have hormones. You have a little more testosterone. We have a little more estrogen. It's not all that different. What's the key difference in our reproductive years, both as males and females, is that women have a second biological rhythm. It's called the infradian rhythm. I N F R A D I A N. Infradian rhythm. We all know about the circadian rhythm, right? We know to like wear our blue light blocking glasses and we know that we shouldn't like stay up all night for 3 days in a row and sleep for 2 hours and that's bad, right? We know not to disrupt our circadian rhythm. Well, it turns out that Male hormonal biological rhythm follows the circadian pattern precisely. So what that means is that as you sleep, you make all the testosterone you're going to have access to for the next 24 hours. You wake up and men, you know this. You don't need me to tell you that you wake up with a surge of testosterone. You wake up with a surge of testosterone. What you choose to do with that is your own business, but you wake up with that and you should do that power morning. You should wake up as early as humanly possible. You should move your body, do a high intensity interval training, strength training circuit. You should do your meditation. You should do your deep work. And then as your testosterone and cortisol patterns down throughout the middle of the day, you should then after 3 p.m. switch your work focus into networking, social and verbal activities. And then towards the end of the day, starting at 8 p.m., Go back in the man cave, go to sleep, make your testosterone, rinse and repeat. It's Groundhog Day every day. So the goal for you as a male is to strive for that routine, that optimal routine where you're doing the right things at the right time the same way every day. Viewed through the lens of corporate culture, you can appreciate now why men thrive in that environment because corporate culture is organized around the circadian clock. And it is not including the infradian clock, and this is why women don't feel good, because not only are we not included in the research, and we're doing the wrong diets, the wrong exercise, so we're disrupting our infradian rhythm, which we experience in the course of a month, but then we're in a corporate culture, which is not taking our infradian rhythm into consideration, and we're working in ways that are not optimal to our productivity. So this is why, together, why women are suffering with hormone and autoimmune issues at a greater rate than men because we are living in constant infradian rhythm disruption. And just to be clear, this infradian rhythm is way more than your period. It affects six key systems of the body, the brain, the metabolism, the microbiome, the immune system, the stress response system, and the reproductive system. So this is why you have all of these symptoms, like your period's not working, your brain is foggy, you're gaining weight, or you can't lose the weight that you want, your immune system's off. Maybe you have a little rosacea or other autoimmune issues. You know, you feel stressed, overwhelmed, and burnt out, and they all seem to be disconnected. I'm here to tell you they are all different symptoms of the diet, fitness, and work lifestyle routine that you have that is actively disrupting that infradian rhythm that is dysregulating all those systems of your body.
0: This is not a small deal. This is a huge deal.
1: This is a huge deal. And that is why I'm so excited to share this with women, because not only have I put a clear picture frame around the problem in the book, in the flow, but I've also created a radical new solution for women to optimize their health and fitness, which is so easy to do. Men should strive for that same routine, right? Every 24 hours, that same routine. Women have four hormonal patterns that happen over four weeks. And all you have to do is instead of trying to force yourself to be the same every day, is you have to change every week. Change which foods you're eating once a week. Change which workouts you do based on where you are in the infradian cycle. And because your brain chemistry changes by up to 25% over the course of your infradian cycle, you want to also change what you're working on at work.
0: And this is really where I want because anybody who's listening to this, I mean, women, if you pick up this book, you're going to get all the answers when it comes to the nutrition and you're going to get all the answers when it comes to the fitness. What we wanted to focus here on superhumans at work is really understanding, at least in the workplace, what are some of the things that we can do so that you can actually step into your greatness while you follow this rhythm and that you actually are not doing the things that cause the stress, the burnout, because if I'm not mistaken, even depression rates of women in the workplace are sky high.
1: And anxiety too, right? So the solution that I created has a name, it's called the cycle Sinking method, because we're syncing with our infradian cycle. And how this plays out at work, and I wanna go back into two systems of the body, the brain system and the stress response system. So in 1996, Dr. Catherine Woolley from Northwestern University did some groundbreaking research to show that our brain as women changes by 25% over the course of the month. I go into great detail on why the female brain is wired for leadership and how the infradian cycle helps you be more effective at work in the book. But what I can give you as an example is, for example, during your ovulatory phase, the surge in estrogen that you experience then super stimulates your verbal and social centers of your brain. So since you know that's going to happen every month at a particular time, it would be logical for you to front load as much as possible during those days, social activities, networking activities, presentations, asking for a raise, doing things that allow you to leverage this hyper-stimulated verbal and social centers of your brain because you're going to perform those tasks with greater ease and less friction on your system so you will have lower stress levels. We all know that when we do things, when we don't feel optimized to do them, guys do this all the time, right? You don't feel like socializing first thing in the morning, right? You want to be in your productivity mode because you have all this testosterone and cortisol and doing it first thing in the morning, of course, is something you can do, but it has an energy cost And so you drain your energy bank account a little bit, right? And so you try not to do that all the time. I'm simply suggesting that women do the same. You can do anything you want any time of the month. You are powerful and competent and capable. You have no deficiencies to compensate for. But why not go downstream if you can? Why not do things when they feel easier to do if you have control over it. Now, of course, work deadlines and other people's expectations are going to come into the mix. But what I have found in the decade that I've been helping women utilize the cycle syncing method and organize work around their infradian rhythm is even if you only are able to organize your projects 50% of the time in accordance to your infradian rhythm, you will decrease your stress load by like 75% because you're not draining your energy bank account as often. You're not in that friction mode as much. So that's in the ovulation phase. In the luteal phase, we have the introduction into our brain chemistry of progesterone. Progesterone is a hormone that is extremely magical, it's calming, it's grounding. It's focusing, and it's the longest phase of the cycle, and it's the most maligned phase of the cycle. It's the phase of the cycle that women usually experience PMS. PMS is a hormonal imbalance. If you have any symptoms of PMS, please go to flowliving.com where you can learn how to get rid of your PMS symptoms. That's something you can easily eat your way out of. You should have no bloating, no moodiness, no headaches, no acne, no cramps. You should feel great all month long. But in a balanced luteal phase with the introduction of this progesterone, you become really excited about completing things. So this is the time of the month, for example, how people ask me all the time, how do you get so much done? You write books, you speak, you run a company with lots of people who work for you. You have a husband, a child, a life, self-care practice. Well, I organize everything. In fact, All the charts that I put in this book are the charts that I use to organize all my buckets of life, whether that be work or motherhood or relationship or whatever, um, so that you know exactly what to do when. But in this luteal phase at work, this is when I carve out time and say no to things that distract me from my deep work. So I don't do networking events if I can help it. If there's something magical, I go, but I compensate with increasing my self-care, and my rest, and my supplementation to keep my energy bank account even. Because what we do as women, when we're constantly eating, working out, and working in ways that are opposed to our infradian rhythm, we're constantly draining that energy bank account month over month. Our symptoms get worse and worse. We become very quickly in a vicious cycle of just burnout overwhelm, unhappiness, anxiety, and depression. And we think it's our fault, but it's not. We're just using the wrong system. I even went so far, Jason, as to build the world's first time management planner tool for women that incorporates both the circadian and the infradian rhythm so that you can use the time management system that I use to track all your activities in a day-to-day and monthly basis so that this is just a no-brainer for you. Because I, like you, struggled with productivity and optimizing my workflow, and I studied all the time management systems that ever existed and found that I could never stick with them. And I always felt badly about that until my research led me to the infradian rhythm. And I said, oh, of course, it's not me, it's the planner. The planner is only factoring in one biological rhythm. And we as women need to factor in both. Now, you might ask, well, gee, this is like a nice idea, but that's just not how the world works. And that's certainly not how corporate culture works. And do we need to have a systemic change? Do we all need to be in the same phases of our cycle? You have so many questions. I answer them all in the book. But what I will say is that we do not have to wait for corporate culture to have some sort of big institutional change. Men do not walk around saying, my testosterone is peaking. I'm going to be in my office doing deep work. Don't bother me. We're not referencing ourselves in that way. So I'm not asking for you as women to do that either. I'm asking you to be internally self-aware of what your biological reality is and simply do your best to cater to it because that's the right self-care for you. And then you will be changing. And because you'll be in your work environment, you're going to be affecting that environment in positive ways. And it's just going to naturally be something that becomes included in the conversation over time. So I do go into corporations and train female teams and male teams and help everybody think about this inclusivity conversation in the workplace. But I think it's something that we can just, with self-awareness, and healthy conversation make much, much easier for everybody. So yes, should we see things like better maternity and paternity care policies for people after they have children? Absolutely. Does that need to be an institutional change? Yes. But this, this awareness about our biological rhythm, this can be something that we do right away. And we can drive that change of the corporate culture from within. And most importantly, starting by putting on our own oxygen mask first. Women are suffering unnecessarily with health issues and we don't have to. And then on the flip side, if you're not suffering from health issues, that's wonderful. You can use this information about your biological operating system to become much more efficient right? Much more productive and have less stress overall and boost your creativity. The fact of the matter is every Harvard study that's ever looked at productivity, efficiency, creativity will tell you, you can't make more hours in the day. But what you can do is increase your energy and manage that. And this cycle syncing method is the best tool that I can offer you to help you start to truly begin to Protect your energy, increase your energy, and harness it at work in a way that makes you a superwoman.
0: I absolutely love it. And I really like this conversation because not only are you giving tangible ways that people can do a tweak in their routine and the lifestyle in the workplace, both in the ovulation phase and the premenstrual phase, for every man listening as well, like now you got a bit more of an awareness and a consideration that you can have for your female colleagues and maybe have that understanding that we have that difference. I can't believe it's 25% brain change. That's a big deal as well.
1: And men go through that brain change too, but just in the 24 hour period, right? We're equal and we're different. And I love what you're saying. The more we understand each other, the better we can take care of ourselves and the more we can take care of each other.
0: I was hoping before I, we close off this interview, if we could have something that people could take home or for women that can apply in both the menstrual phase and the postmenstrual phase in the workplace so that they have at least a chart on what are the...
1: All the four? Yes. Great. Okay. So in the menstrual phase, your brain hemispheres communicate maximally across the corpus callosum, which is the bundle of nerve fibers that connect the two halves of your brain, which means this is the time of the month where I schedule all my data evaluation. I look at reports and data and I do any sort of like team evaluation or constructive feedback. If you have to talk to a coworker, a team member, this is the time to do it because these two halves of your brain allow you to really synthesize the facts about a situation, and your deep knowing and intuition about a situation, right? And bringing those two things together gives you the right path forward. This is also a time when I evaluate, how did this month go at work? How did this project roll out? Were we as successful and as efficient as possible? So I really use this to, instead of just being busy all the time, I carve out some time to evaluate How things are going? Are we moving in the right direction? Are the numbers lining up? How's the accounting? You know, doing those things that are in the weeds. This is the time where you're going to find that to be fun. And then in the follicular phase, you're going to move into a space, a brain space, where you're interested in planning and in new things, ideation, brainstorming, and project planning. So, this is when I definitely schedule that with my team to map out, you know, I want to do X, Y, Z. This month, how are we gonna do it? And let's map it out. And I I mean, that's definitely when I map out my entire life is during the follicular phase, which is the phase right after the bleeding phase ends. And this is a great opportunity to just make sure I'm touching every area of my life, from self care to relationship to motherhood, to work, to make sure I'm hitting my goals for each of these key areas of my life and planning to do the activities that help me arrive at my goals in the right phases of my cycle to, again, increase efficiency, decrease stress.
0: Wow. I love the fact. And let me know if this parallel is just a coincidence. I feel like it's not. Isn't it fascinating that this whole rhythm is actually based on the creation of life? You know, it's actually a pregnancy cycle. And when you apply it within the workplace, it really is matching the phases of the creation of your output within the workplace, where it's that you know, at the post bleeding phase, you're really in the planning in the same way that creation would be the time that you would be planning in the ovulation, you're in the social phase, which is where
1: you're growing, I wouldn't call it a pregnancy parallel, I would say like just nature, right? There's a lot of parallels to let's say, you know, if you plant a seed, you're planting that seed in the follicular phase, you're growing and sprouting that seed forth to see the sun for the first time in the ovulatory phase, communicating and receiving input. And then you are like finishing the growth cycle in the luteal phase, and then you're resting in the menstrual phase. And in fact, I wanted to personify these four phases for women. And so the acronym that I want you to remember is Power P-O-W-R prepare, open up, work, and rest. Those are the four attributes energetically of these phases that really help you organize your work around the right projects. But again, I've put everything into charts, so I've really taken all the guesswork out of it.
0: Alisa, thank you so much for coming on the show and introducing this brand new model that I had never been exposed to before. And I feel like a lot of the listeners here might not have been exposed to before as well. And now that you know, I encourage two major actions for all our listeners here. If you are a woman listening to this, obviously you've had some ideas that you can already start looking at your work schedule see if you can optimize based on the recommendations that we had here so that you can find yourself not needing to drain unnecessarily your energy bucket just to find yourself having more energy and more balance and this is just a beginning step if you want to go deeper into the topic definitely pick up a copy of the book in the flow and also go to flowliving.com I believe
1: is your website Yeah, so you can even get free gifts if you go to intheflowbook.com where you can get an immediate download to start the cycle syncing method while you're waiting for your book. You can download the app myflowtracker.com that's going to help you understand which phase of the cycle you're in and give you work prompts of which activities to focus on at work along with food and exercise and everything else. And if you need help with your hormones, you can go to flowliving.com and get access to all of our tools and support there.
0: Brilliant. And for all the men listening, I would encourage you to do something as well. First off, you've been made much more aware of this new cycle that you might not have ever considered before, but has equal importance to the daily cycle that we're used to optimizing. I would encourage you to go and share this content with as many people as possible. Share it within your workspace. Take away the taboo about having this kind of conversation. And here you can say, Hey, I've listened to this. Can anybody relate? And that at least gets the awareness of this to be spread within corporate culture so we can actually have more consideration, more understanding as well. And so, As a quick recap here, what we need to understand is that the monthly cycle is just as important as the daily cycle for women. And as we've always optimized, all the research has been done on this daily cycle and has often not even included women within this research. I can't believe it. And I'm so glad that Elisa has done the research to see how everything changes based on that position that you are within that monthly cycle. We talked about four important phases that you can look into, which is the power, the R. Actually, I'll ask you, Alyssa, to repeat the four acronyms here because I forget.
1: You can name them whatever you want, but it's prepare, open up, work, and rest.
0: Perfect. So you have those four stages that you want to be aware of in the workplace, and then now when you go forward... Having that understanding will just allow you to be such a more powerful superwoman. And there's so many more things that you can start being aware of when it comes to your fitness and nutrition that you can discover more in the book. Thank you so much, Alisa, for coming on the show and sharing this incredible research. And everybody listening, I know that you've probably been mind-blown a little. And so go forth with this new reality and understand that this is going to improve the workspace for both men and women as we all operate to the best of our abilities based on our cycles.